On today's show, who are the biggest X factors in the NBA? Where does Christian Wood fall in in that? What are the outcomes for the biggest X factors in the West? We'll talk about all those and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavs I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Let us know who's the biggest X Factor. We're just going to do the Western Conference today, but who do you think? Who's the biggest X Factor? It's kind of up for interpretation, but let us know. Joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com, the X Factor Examiner, the One More Thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I'm feeling a little itchy right now. I'm ready. I'm ready for some basketball. We get Eurobasket oh, starting this week. Oh, it's coming. We're, we're so ready for this thing, and it should be some good basketball. A lot of star players playing in it. Obviously, Luka Doncic is playing in it. Coming up on Thursday. Yep. I know we've said this from the top uh, over the past, I don't know, week or so, but we're going to cover all of the games for Slovenia. Um, even when they win the championship, oh, we're going to, yeah. you know, we'll do a post-game pod after that. Um, but no, it, it should be a lot of fun and uh, excited to watch some good basketball again. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to... Oh, we haven't gotten to play that enough recently. We will uh, cover those, like you said, Thursday in uh, United States time. And I think it's I think it's like Wednesday night for, for everybody overseas there that get to actually be in the country where those happen. But we'll cover all those games today. We're getting into X Factors. It's Tier Tuesday. We like to tier stuff, rank stuff, however you want to say it. We're tiering the biggest X factors in the Western Conference. So this is. Don't you? Why don't you explain that, Nick? This is a broad. This is. I had to. I had to like t- text the rules to Isaac back and forth just to make sure that we were on the same page with this. And it's really up for interpretation. Like there's some tiers that we've done and rankings that we've done where you just know. Okay, number one option on a team. Luca is the number one option. Jokic is the number one option for Denver. Like you start going down the list, and it's just unequivocal which player they could be. This one is completely subjective. Right, which yeah. players they're going to be, and then the tiers are subjective all the time. So it, this is double layer of subjective. But this is how we decided what an X factor is: the biggest, widest range of outcomes, the biggest impact on success and failure that one player can have on a team. We took out like star player injury. Obviously, if Luca gets hurt, then that has the biggest impact on the Mavericks' success, right? But if Luca plays and he's not hurt then we know what we're going to get from Luka. Like, we know what we're going to get from Luka, Booker, Jokic, John Morant, Ingram, Lillard, like those type of players. We, we just know what we're going to get. We also know who we're going to get from the Dorian Finney-Smiths, the Reggie Bullocks, the, you know, players like that, even like the Mikhail Bridges is of the world. Like, if you just want to start naming role players on teams, then we know what we're going to get from those guys. And so it's the player that can affect the team's um, outcome in the largest way, the widest range of outcomes. Yeah. And, and you're going to, it's inevitable. Somebody listening to this is going to be like, well, I don't, I don't think that that player from that team is their X factor. Let and us that, know in the comments in, on YouTube. Fine. Let I'm, us know. I'm, 
I'm sure they will. And we just had to land on somebody, yeah. you know, like you could, you could go across, you know, the NBA here and, and we just did the Western conference and be like, all right, who's the X factor for the Kings. Yeah. And it's like, all right, you know, we could go back and forth. <laughs> so we just landed on somebody and then obviously we'll, we'll debate on it. And I actually pulled a Nick in this and said, Hey, I named my tears. Um, oh, I like that. You've been naming your tears. I haven't. <laughs> um, and yeah, I have five tiers today. Yeah, we're both going to do five tiers, and we decided what who the players are together. That way, we're at least talking about the same thing and having similar debates. Yeah. And we can talk basically, about we can talk about which ones we we disagreed on, like the you know the player when we get to it. Yeah, basically this this idea for you know this Tuesday was birthed out of like Christian Wood and the whole conversation with Christian Wood of he is the Mavs X factor. Oh, and right, you're casual. <laughs> he is there is a wide range of outcomes for how the christian wood experience happens in dallas this season explain this, and, I'm sorry <laughs> so like to where like you know you look across the roster we've we said it the other day we'll say it again it's like you look at like reggie dorian we we feel like we know we're good now of those yeah. guys even like javel yep. even though he's a new guy and like you go across the roster christian wood is this big x factor that pete christian wood could be huge for this dallas team but it could also go south and you're like Man, he it could flame out, and you don't know what you know, happens then. I think for the Mavs, all the conversation that I talked about with Spencer Dinwiddie on Friday on that episode, I think you can make a big case that Spencer Dinwiddie is their biggest X factor. But I think we've already, we've already seen him with the Mavs a little bit. I think yeah. we I think we can know what to get from him a little bit more than Christian Wood, and so I put Christian Wood as a bigger X factor. Like if Christian Wood is really really good, how good will that make the Mavericks? But if Christian Wood is bad, yeah. then like. They didn't really add anything as off season, and then they just lost Brunson, and then it's just like, okay, well, they're back yeah. to square. The only thing that you improved on is Javale, however good Javale is over Dwight Howard, like that—that's not good enough for you. And so I think Christian Wood becomes the biggest X factor in that in that instance. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's qu just quickly go down the players that we decided. Um, this is just the Western Conference. So for the Mavericks, Christian Wood, Denver Nuggets, Michael Porter Jr. For the Golden State Warriors, James Wiseman. You want to just give a quick like reason why you picked them, and then we'll we'll talk about where we put them in tiers. For each one, yeah. So um, Porter Porter Junior's one where if he's a star, then they could win the title. If he's not, and he's and he, you know, not that he could get hurt because we we kind of took that out of it. But if he's just yeah. not good enough for them, especially defensively, and he gets up, he gets you know, like used and abused on defense in in the playoffs, then that could be really really bad for them going forward. Warriors James Wiseman, this is a good one. Yeah, well, I feel like I'm gonna overlap here when it comes to like when we actually tear him off and like why we have him in the tier uh, for like the explanation. Okay, but well, we also I, I'll also put each of them in the description on on YouTube and the podcast, so you can just read through which ones we picked, and then we'll we'll talk yeah. about how we got some. That's a good call. All right, let's start with the number one tier. This is the players that can def affect the outcome of a team the most, the widest range of outcomes. I have, How many players do you have? I have three players in this one. I, I, oh, I have five. I have I spread them out a little bit better. I spread okay. when, when I when I initially did this, I think I had five, and then I then I thought about it a little bit more and I spread them out. I Can have, I give you my title? Yeah, give me your, yeah, give me your title. My title of this tier is "Their Peak Changes the West." Mm, that's a good this one. Is, that's a really good one. That's like a yeah. There and back again, a Hobbit's Tale by, by Isaac Harris. <laughs> Oh, it starts this week, guys. I know. We've, we've, been, week. we've been watching the extended editions of Lord of the Rings for the show that comes out. I can't wait. Um, I have Michael Porter Jr., Anthony Edwards, and Zion Williamson. Those are my, Ooh, good. Those are my number ones. I, th I think you're going to have the same, but who do you have as the other two? I actually have James Wiseman, 
and Christian Wood in that. Wow. Because I think if all five of these guys hit at their peak, I think it means their team is going to the Western Conference Finals. Well, the Warriors already did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know well, what I mean. Actually, like, actually, let me let me take let me take that back. It doesn't mean that they're going to the conference finals. It it means that they have a like a legit chance to go. Because like Anthony Edwards, if he hits peak of what he can hit this year, and he goes to even that next level, which he had a really good. <laughs> Nick just pulled up Wendy on YouTube here. My door like Anthony, slowly opened up, and it's the creepiest thing because I can't see my dog with my desk in the way, and it's just like my door. Slowly opens up and opens to a dark hallway. <laughs> I, I don't think Minnesota is going to the conference finals, but like peak Anthony Edwards, if he hits, if he goes to that next they big level, they could, then, then it gives them a chance. That's how I should have re I should have worded that while ago. If these five guys hit their peak, it gives their team a chance to go to a conference, a conference finals run, just like Zion, Michael Porter jr. I put James Wiseman there because it could like if he hits his peak of what he could be this season, it means they could trade for another guy. It can mean, I mean, they legitimately have a, a big man that can yeah, do all the things everything that, they, that need. they want. Yeah, like it's just scary that he hasn't played and they just want a title. And the Christian Wood thing, like, I mean, if if Dallas gets a six ten guy that's athletic that can put up twenty one and ten that can you know play a little bit of defense that can pick and pop and pick and roll. Like if it, if it all hits, then it like they, they have a, like if we're sitting here middle way through the season and Christian woods, having just a breakout year, I'll be like, all right, it's conference finals. Let's do this. I have Christian wood in tier two. So I'm, I'm just about there with you. Like you could convince me he's, he's in tier one for the Mavs. I have James Wiseman in tier four. And um, we're, and so we Whoa. so we differ on him a lot. And coming up, let's talk about that, and then explain why. Um, explain the rest of our tiers after that. Coming up. Okay. But before we do, here is a PSA from the NHTSA. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, and you'll get a DUI. Are you one of those people that thinks it's okay to drive stoned? What's the worst that can happen? You end up driving this below the speed limit. It's no big deal, right? No, that's wrong. The truth is your reaction time is way slower when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding around. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. All right, Isaac Harris, we are tiering the Western Conference X-Factors, so the biggest X-Factors in the West that the Dallas Mavericks play in, and Christian Wood is ours. We think that Christian Wood is the biggest X-Factor on the Dallas Mavericks because, like Isaac said in the last segment, if he pans out and he's everything that a lot of, like, that you probably think that he is, then all of a sudden, that's a game-changer for the Mavs. It'll probably completely like completely replace all the production from Jalen Brunson, not the shot creation. Like we've been over that a million times, but it'll replace his production. And the Mavericks are just right back where they were. Right. And give them something different yeah. too. give them different options. Give them, give them what we thought Chris Osborne think is could be on offense yeah. at times, right? Like the shooter, the pick and pop, the pick and roll all and even better at pick and roll and all that kind of stuff. And it'll give them the versatile big on offense that they desperately, desperately needed. And so that's why I think that he's the biggest X factor. Yeah, if I was still doing uh, blog stuff or if I was at like Bleacher Report or something, I'd be doing like a five biggest X factors in the in the West. You just, and it's you'd have you'd have written a whole thing about Luca smoking cigarettes today. It would <laughs> it would have just been like you would have like popped off like six or seven articles about 
No, I, I would do it in a slideshow. What, what because type the, of smokes does Luka Doncic yeah, putting down? Yeah. <laughs> Hit next on the slideshow. You get, you know, each page of your ever slide. You click yeah, on. Five different types of cigarettes yeah. Luka Doncic could smoke and what it could mean yeah. about his 2023 season. <laughs> um, but no, I would do Somebody's like... Somebody's going to write that now. Somebody offends. Yeah, they will. <laughs> How is this... Is, I'm going to the smoking Cuban right now while you talk. And if they have not written that article yet, I'm going to be <laughs> mad at whoever it is. All right, continue. Uh, but it, no, if... if you know, if you did an article, the five biggest X factors in the Western Conference next season, Christian Woods in that five. And I think I'm going to reference that a lot, kind of similar to when we when we tiered off backcourts in the Western Conference and how high we had Luka Doncic, Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, and how we're going to reference that. Like, hey, I think, you know, they're a top three, top five backcourt in the Western Conference. I'm going to do the same thing with Christian Wood this season. And I'm going to reference that a decent amount of saying, hey, Christian Wood. He's a he's a top five X factor in the Western Conference this year, and because he just raises the the peak the the ceiling for for Dallas. Are you they, having any Google luck? Over they, there? Well, my computer is so slow today for some reason. But they they have an article. Should Dallas Mavericks fans worry about Luka Doncic's off court habits? Come on, you're the smoking yeah. Cuban. This is literally your time to shine. Like, ugh. Be better, smoking Cuban. The former editor of your site is here asking you to be better, and that's Isaac Harris. Smoke the cigars. <laughs> <laughs> I should see like 10 different like spinny, like what are slideshow wheels about different kinds yeah. of smokes that Luka Dodgers could be putting down. Um, so yeah, so it's Christian Wood, but James Wiseman, we're completely, we're completely different on because yeah. I don't think that his, so we saw his floor last year. He just doesn't play. He's, he's going to start. He just doesn't play. We saw his floor. He's going to start this year. Like, it, like if he if he's like the peak version of him, he's starting. He's I, the starting. Okay, side. so I just don't think he's gonna get there. <laughs> like, I just don't think that okay. this is. I just don't think this is the. I think this is the year to like introduce him a little bit more, get him back into the fold. And well, I also don't think M- Michael Porter Jr. is gonna lead the Nuggets to the title either. But I think he's an ex. Well, the Warriors already went to the title and won without James Wiseman. So I, I think that it. True. Like I just don't think that the, the ranges are as wide for. For for the Warriors with James Wiseman, James Wiseman's okay. James Wiseman's outcomes are wide, but I don't think it is it's for team success. That was like a big thing that we wanted to put in this, and so yeah, I, I think that that's why I put him in four. I just don't okay. I, in my tier four. Um, my tier two is Christian Wood, and then I also have Anthony Simons. Um, wow. Okay, so on, we we differ a lot in that. On Friday when I talked about Spencer Dinwiddie, I think he's the Dinwiddie is the most important non star player on any team in the NBA. I went, I went through every single one of them. The one I got closest to was Anthony Simons. I think that if he has a really, really good season and he works out really well for the Blazers, that changes their outcomes a lot. And yeah, it makes them like, you know, a ninth or tenth seed in the bubble. Or they're just in the or they're just like tanking again, <laughs> basically. Uh I think that I think if they're good enough they can get to like a seven or even a six. With Jeremy Grant and Nurkic. But if but if Simons is good yeah, I, I have, I haven't, I'll save my Simon stuff for, I haven't been tier four uh, for, for me. So those are our splits, um, Wiseman and Simons. Yeah, for sure, for sure. In my tier two, my tier two is called good teams already. Mm. Like these three guys are X factors for their teams, but the team's already like good. So I put DeAndre Ayton, yeah. Jaron Jackson Jr. and John Wall of like, like if if DeAndre Ayton has like a subpar season, like the like Phoenix is still gonna be pretty good. Like Jaron Jackson Jr., he's the only one I, I'm a little iffy on because they they do need him to like have a really good year. But like John Wall could be you know a bench guy getting ten minutes a game, or he could start 
and play 30 minutes a night. Like, yeah. I, I still think the Clippers are arguably the deepest team in the league. So I did the same thing in tier three. I took these are the teams where I'm like, all right, they're, they're, the player's outcome is really wide, but I don't think the team's outcomes is that wide. Like I kind of just think we know what we're going to get from these teams. Uh, yeah. And if the player breaks out, it could still make a big difference, much more than tier four and tier five, but they're just not as much. So I put Aiden there. I put uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. there. Put John Wall there. You had John Wall in your tier two as well, right? Yeah, I had him, I had him in tier two. Do you? And then, like, and then tier three, I have Russell Westbrook in there too. Oh my gosh! I just think we already know what we're gonna get. There's a small, 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 tiny chance that like it still works, like something. But those like other teams working. are good. No, no, no. It's it's what we think they're gonna be. Like we like I, I just don't think it. I don't think a Russell Westbrook different in a different season changes anything for them. Like we already know what they're gonna be. I'm not saying put, it's, it's we already know they're going to be top five or top four in the West. We know they're going to be like a you know seven, eight, nine seed. Yeah, I put Westbrook in a tier of his own, and I just put matters, but who cares? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it matters for for the Lakers that I mean, realistically, if for some reason there was a, a switch that was flipped, and Darvin Ham is the Russ whisperer, and turns Russ into this. Like coming off the bench, like and he actually contributes to a winning style of basketball. Then, this is a positive world. <laughs> then it would <laughs> it would matter, but I just don't give a crap. So uh, I don't think he's going to be on the team anyway. They'll they'll trade him at some that, point. But this, that's the one that matters the least. I think I probably should have just put him in tier five. But <laughs> does John Wall like? Does it matter anything to you when you look at the Clippers of like what he is? This is why I put him in tier three. Is that no? I don't, I don't think so. Like realistically, like realistically, I think he'll probably be fine to not good and they'll have to bench him at some times and the Clippers are just going to be fine no matter what. Like they're, they're deep enough anyway. The thing is, what if he is good? Right. And that's why he's in tier yeah. three. He's like, what if he is good? Then all of a sudden that takes him to another level and it gives him that attacking guard that they've really wanted for, for years. They've been after like every point guard. It seems like Kyrie's available. All well, their talks about him. Westbrook's available. Their talks about him. Uh, wasn't that Chris? There's a conversation about Chris Paul coming back to the Clippers. Like, there's they always seem to be going after a point guard. And what if John Wall can become that kind of guy? I mean, it's not he hasn't played in a while, but it's not too he's not too far removed from like a 20 and 10 season. Yeah, going back, I meant to ask you this in about the tier one conversation a little bit ago. Who's the biggest X factor in the West out of that tier one group? If I'm going to rank them, yeah, who who is the I'd say it's a battle of two names for me. It's it's Porter Jr. and Zion. I think they, if Porter Jr. hits, you started to allude to earlier. If if he is like yeah. legitimately healthy, awesome, great this season, I think they have a chance to win the championship. Zion, I don't know if I can get there with Zion, but like if he is like what he was before he got hurt. Almost all NBA. There, there's no reason to look at that team with CJ McCollum and Brandon Ingram and Valanciunas and these young guys and say, Hey, why can't they make a conference finals run? You know? So like, I think they're the, the two biggest X factors and obviously health has a lot to do with it uh, for me in the West. I, my, when you first said that, you know, you get that first initial, like, all right, this is my answer. And you just like immediately lock one in was Anthony Edwards. And it's because, I think that there's so much on his shoulders to make that whole thing work for, for them. Mm. And maybe it's not as much of an X factor as much as how much pressure is on a player to make something work. But I think he has, I think he has a higher, 
a higher leap that he can make than Zion and Michael Porter Jr., right? Like maybe not get to a higher okay. level, but I think he can take a bigger step from what he was last year in the regular season to what he can be this year and then even into the playoffs where um, they're going to need perimeter scoring. And he's like the guy. Because you're not relying on D'Angelo Russell. You're like, whatever D'Angelo Russell can give us, we'll take it as the Timberwolves. Kyle Anderson, baby. Bring in, bring in slow-mo. Bring in the nemesis. My guy. Nick, that's... Um, Good morning, Isaac. <laughs> bring in, bring in slow mo. But, but Anthony Edwards is going to be what makes like, he's the the ceiling for them. Like Cat and Gobert make the floor, I think, and then Anthony Edwards mm. raises the ceiling. Yeah. Uh, all yeah. right, coming up, let's get into our four and five, the the bottom tiers in the West. These are the still X factors that could change seasons. Uh, it's a lot of young players. Like like it's a lot a lot of young players. We'll talk about them coming up. All right, Isaac Harris, we're going over the biggest X factors in the Western Conference and putting them in tiers. I have Christian Wood. We both have Christian Wood as the X factor for the Dallas Mavericks, and we have him pretty high up in this tier ranking because we think that he can affect the Mavericks' outcomes a lot going into next season. Um, We're down to our tier four and five now where these players can still affect the outcome of their team. Maybe they don't have as big a wide range as a player. Maybe their teams are just kind of where they're going to be, and we, we don't think we don't expect too much out of them. Uh, I have James Wiseman here. We kind of already went over that. And then my other one in tier four is Josh Giddy. I have him a little bit higher than the rest of these younger guys. Is it bad that I, I knocked Josh Giddy because of the Chet, oh, Chet. injury? <laughs> yeah, like the team's not going to go as far if they don't have Chet. I just think that Josh Giddy is a little bit better than everybody, all these other players that we mentioned, and then I think he can if he takes a step up, it could, it could help the Thunder a little bit more than some of these other guys. Um, yeah, I should have Giddy in this tier. I shouldn't knock him for that. That's my <laughs> bad. I'm sorry, Josh. Uh, but because my Ryland Styles locked on Thunder will be thankful for that. My my title for this tier was just playoff bubble, and it's the young guys that are on the like playoff bubble of that, and that's why I didn't put Giddy in this. Um, but before the Chet injury, I think they could be pushing for like a, I say playoff bubble, play in like yeah, play in the, bubble. You know the tenth seed, and that's why I have Simons. Josh getting out and I had Keegan Murray in that too, because mm. we picked Keegan Murray, you know, for, for the Kings, or at least I threw it out there because I think he is, I feel like I kind of know what I'm getting in Sabonis, Harrison Barnes, these guys, I, I wavered a little bit. I'm like, is De'Aaron Fox their X factor, but is he kind of what he is already? And like, this is who he, who he is. But if like Keegan Murray comes in and I know it's summer league, but he looks as good as he did in summer league and actually has like a rookie of the year type of year. I think it could push the Kings into like the play in. I mean, I think it could. And for the Simons thing, I know we differ a lot on the Simons stuff. I just don't think kind of going to kind of James Wiseman in a sense of, I just don't think it changes their outcome a ton of what he gives them. Like if he hits, I don't think it pushes them in the top six. They're not going to be that good. If he sucks, I don't think that they're falling to like 13 to 15. I I just don't think it, it changes the outcome. I think they're a play-in team, and that's kind of like where they're at. Maybe I'm just too high on Simons. I haven't been, but no, I've, but, I've but been, that's the reason why he's an X-Factor, Bill, because yeah. he just got $20 million a year. They've committed to him to be basically the new CJ next to Dame. Yeah. We know all the other pieces. Like Jeremy Grant's a good player. Nurkic, he's kind you, of a you know what you're yeah. getting. Josh Hart, you know. Damian Lillard, assuming he's healthy. But Simons is the guy that if he takes the next step and next leap, 
I just don't think that they're going to be good enough as a team to like move into that top six of teams, no matter how good. I mean, I guess he could be like Jamal Murray or something and it like goes crazy, but like, I just don't, I could be wrong, but. I'm going to put Keegan Murray in my tier four with Giddy and Wiseman too. You convinced me on Keegan Murray. The fact that the, the Kings are just better than those other teams. And I, I just don't know if I'm, I just don't know if I'm expecting a lot out of Keegan Murray, be, Murray because of the other players that they have. Like they still have Barn, they still have Harrison Barnes there. They still have like Fox and Sabonis. Like he's fourth or fifth on the, on the totem pole. Like they, they added Herter and they added Monk. Like he's just so yeah. far down the offensive like totem pole that I just don't know if he's going to make that big of an effect. So that's why I had him. So in I guess five, it, I, could, but, I guess it could be De'Aaron Fox. If we want to put him as the X factor, but yeah, that one's tough. Outside. Also, could, don't think they monk, but I just don't think they're gonna. Also, don't think they're gonna take a guy. Whether they're taking three or four overall, and then just not playing. So yeah, I don't think they're not gonna play him. I just think he's probably like fifth on the offensive, like mm. on the offensive, you know, rankings or fifth fifth option on offense. Sometimes with if those certain lineups are out there, uh, yeah. I think that means we have the same players in tier five, right? We have three players in tier five. Yeah, yeah. Tra- Taylor Horton Tucker on the Jazz. Houston Rockets, Tari Eason, San Antonio Spurs, Devin Vassell. Yeah, my title for this tier is Who Cares? Team Suck. <laughs> and this is Jazz if we're assuming Donovan Mitchell gets traded. Yeah. If he's not yeah. traded, then who is it? It's probably Conley, right? I mean, I I mean, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- these teams just suck, so their X Factors don't Who's matter. Who's better but... if Mitchell doesn't get traded? The Blazers or the Jazz? <laughs> am, am I ready to like have I have I thought about a scorching hot take that I'm not <laughs> I'm not ready about Houston? That no. Are you ready for it? Oh my gosh! Wait, no, wait. we can't. No, because then somebody's gonna clip it, and I'm gonna look dumb in like five. Years. <laughs> if you don't believe, you shouldn't be here. All right, I'll say it. All right, I'll say it. <laughs> Are we sure that Tari Eason's not gonna be better than Jamari Smith? I I don't know if that's bad. I mean, I'll do both. You know how much I like. I you know how You're much really I like Eason. Tar Eason. Yeah, you love Tar Eason in the in our draft prep. I I I almost leaned into it hard on draft night when they took him and just said right off the top before summer league and said, "Hey, Eason's gonna be a better pro than Jabari," but I just didn't have I just that. the guts to do it. But uh, I don't know a, if I'm fully a, there. But he was I'm a seventeenth pick, and Jabari Smith was what the third pick. Yeah, but I mean, Jabari was supposed to be number one. No, but I'm saying how many, I'm just saying, how many times have we seen like a pick in the teens be better than a number three pick? Like it happens a decent amount of time. So I don't know if that's like such a reach. Yeah. Okay. I could see it. Anyway, sorry. Tari Eason. Really planting your flag on Tari Eason. I do. I I like him a lot. And the other ones, I mean, it doesn't matter what happens with the Jazz or the Spurs. (laughs) Not at all. I just... Or Houston. To, wait, to wait, wait. Which one's the biggest X factor in getting Wembenyana? Like the tank, the tank race for those teams. Because I think it's Taylor Horton Tucker, and I don't think it's close. <laughs> Where do we want Wembenyana to go? Um, no, but which is the Houston. biggest X factor as far as like a tank commander? You know what I mean? Oh, that's good. Yeah, Horton Tucker. We're going to see some He's incredible gonna... <laughs> tanking this year. I mean, <laughs> how many shots did he put up the year before LeBron came? Right. Uh, <laughs> some of these Spurs lineups this year are going to be unbelievable. He put up nine shots a game last year. Taylor Horton Tucker did. I, it's I, 
he's going to get like 16, 17 shots a game. Maybe he's going to get a ton. Jordan Clarkson's like, please don't trade any, anybody. I'm going to put up about 35 shots a game. Jordan Clarkson's like, guys, guys, I've been here before. I was there when Kobe left. I was there. What was the, what's the um, Gandalf line? I was there when it was forged like long ago. Uh, for, for Memphis, we... I switched at the last moment, put Jaron Jackson Jr., but I had Zaire Williams on there. Yeah. And he is, I just don't know. I'm like, how much does he change their team for next? I guess he changed it without Jaron Jackson, but. It's hard for those three and D type players to be, have wide outcomes, you know? Like, I just don't know if too, if too much is being asked of him. Yeah. To where he could change the outcome that much. That's why we don't have like Dorian's or, or Reggie Bullock's or, you know, guys like, or even yeah. Harrison Barnes's, like guys like that. Yeah, you're not throwing him on there. If if Chet was healthy, would you give him a chance to like? Oh, Chet would be yeah. their X factor if he was healthy for me. More than getting, yeah. Like if Chet, but if Chet was healthy, what would you like? Would there be a playing team for you? Would you think about the thing it? is like, <laughs> if they played at full force and just like the Thunder really went it all in, do on they it, want? To do be. they want it? Do they want it? Do you want it? Can I have it? Can I have it? Can I have it? What if they just flat out? Can I? What if they get? Yeah. What if they get him and it's him and Chet together? That's this is this is what keeps Sam Presti up at night, which is why I don't have the Thunder as like a fringe playing team because I don't think that they're gonna do it. Poku's like, put me at three. (laughs) No, put me at the one, guys. Like, give me the ball. Put the ball in my hands. Now we need this happen. We need Chet and Victor together. Oh my gosh! Does Shea Gildas Alexander need that? I might just drive drive up to OKC like every other week if that's the case. I've heard some some people talking about like just hypotheticals. What if Shea is like? What if they trade Shea because he's the mm. next he's the next player that's like I can't do this tanking thing one more time. I know a place he would work great. Great. I mean, yeah. it would be awesome, and that's why you keep these first round picks and don't send them off for Jordan Clarkson because you keep them for Shea Gilgis Alexander. All right, guys, we'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Who wanted uh, to do that yesterday? Hmm. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first <laughs> listen of the day. Now go listen to Locked On NBA coming up tomorrow. Jackson Gatlin. No, I don't know the, if Jackson's no, up today. or not. It's Matt Moore uh, and David Ramil. So go listen to go listen. Get your, get some knowledge in you, with guys. Matt okay, Moore. listen. Y'all need to go listen to David Ramil's uh, 2006 Miami. No, I, <laughs> I don't know if he's like okay or <laughs> this is. I, I received many texts from David Ramil about this 2006 uh, rewatch that they did on Locked on Heat. And um, I don't think this audience is ready for it. <laughs> no, no. It's just, so, it, there's just no awareness with it. There's just sometimes you just got to admit that something happens. And uh, yeah, Dave just can't get there. So there you go. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Bye.